Hello, and welcome to the Live Journal Podcast. I'm your host, Paola Atlason, holistic health consultant and healthy lifestyle designer. During the podcast, I will be in conversation with renowned women in service to their community, sharing personal stories and the self-care rituals that keep us grounded. Let's begin. All right, so today we are here with Vienna Farron. And Vienna, I am so happy to be here with you. I feel so fortunate to be sharing your space and f turning the tables and asking a few questions. But um, my introduction for you would be I met you a few, couple of years ago at a workshop mm -hmm. you, you did regarding anger. Yeah, with Taryn. Yeah, uh -huh. at Taryn's home yeah. studio. And uh, what I remember from that, I don't know why I even came. I guess I was feeling unresolved anger. Mm. And I came to the workshop, and you were just so warm and welcoming, but also so young, mm. which is sometimes you don't expect, which is hard for me to say, but you don't expect the combo. Mm. It's like, oh, she's very young, and uh, uh, she's also very like you have an old soul that's my perception totally. of you it's so funny because i've had people who have been on instagram um like ask to meet for a coffee or something like that and i'll show up and they will be so surprised that i'm not like 60 <laughs> and because i don't now i post a little bit more video or photos but um at one point it was really just quotes uh -huh. and so people had no idea who the person was <laughs> yeah. behind the account and so more than more than a few times i met up with someone and they were just like oh my gosh uh -huh. i thought you were a 60 year old woman um so yeah I, I mean, I've, I've heard it before, yeah. uh, which is, which is funny. Um, but yeah, there's somehow there's a lot of wisdom and yes. uh, yeah, it's, it's weird to say, I don't mean to say it as like a, um, like ego, ego thing, but just, um, being really in tune with stories and like people's experiences. And I mean, you can say that a million times because I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I feel that you hold space so beautifully for mm. people to share. But sometimes people, if they ask me, Oh, Vienna, do you know her? I say, yeah. Mm. And she's a therapist with a little woo woo on the side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you really do. Mm. I, I do feel like when you're mm. speaking and when you're communicating, first of all, you're very empathetic mm -hmm. to the person you're speaking to, but there is some kind of, channeling mm, kind of mm -hmm. knowledge situation so with that said could you share with us how you got yeah. arrived where you are today yeah absolutely so I so I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist uh, here in New York City and I have always really just loved understanding relationships and most of that came from watching my parents go through a separation and a divorce and from a really early age um, just being witness to it and seeing their experiences and um, the like the transitions. I've said this on many podcasts before that I think that my parents' divorce took nine years, wow. which was the longest in New Jersey history. <laughs> um, 
So it's a really long time yeah. to be present and privy to people's experiences through that process. And um, they're in a very good place now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me watching that as a kid to see it go from something that was really bad to something that was actually really good um, and pretty grounded for, for both of them was was pretty like interesting and special, right? I think there was a hopefulness of like, oh goodness, like relationships can move and evolve and shift and transform, even if there's an ending involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just from a pretty unevolved state, I I wanted to safeguard my own life, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when I was really young, I was like, I don't want to go through this. You know, you have those types of traumatic experiences, and you're like, nope, not doing it. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not for me. And so you know, again from an unevolved space, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to get a divorce, you know, that I wasn't going to have to go through something like that. And then that, that changed and shifted as I learned more of the work and mm-hmm. kind of dove into that space. But I went into, went for school for marriage and family therapy, wanted to understand like why we choose who we choose, why some relationships are healthy, why others are not, um, what is the dysfunction? Why are there certain patterns? Like all of that just became so fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. And so I just embedded myself in, in the study of it. And yeah, I've been doing it now for 12 years, which is wild. Um, (laughs) and I've been doing it like, you know, when you see clients as often as I do, you know, I see probably 35 to, to 40 a week. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's really where the work expands. You know, a lot of people will say, you know, oh, did you want to become like a PhD? And you know, at one point I did, but I actually remember um, a a supervisor or advisor saying, "Well, but do you want to be a really good therapist? Like that's where you know doing the work, because otherwise you're going to be teaching or you're going to be speaking or writing mm-hmm. a book or this." And it's not to take away from PhDs at all, but in terms of the work, yes. you know, like when you're doing this work, it's it's like, oh, I'm in it every day for hours a day, and that's that's where when you say like, oh, you're so young, but you've had, I have so many people's stories and yeah. lives like in this space and it's 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 such an honor for me but that on like that experience is what allows me to like connect to so many people's experiences because it's in there some you yes. know like I've heard so many over these yeah. years it, I feel like I saw you posted on Instagram something along the lines of I've clocked in 12,000 hours yeah. like what does that I, make me an expert? Uh, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was wild. I, I couldn't believe, like, and that was just with couples, and I see as many wow. individuals, you know, it's yes. like, it's a lot of hours to be in the room, and um, it's very different to, to be able to talk about relationships, um, but when you're in the room, it's very different. Like, we can all conceptually think about, like, like healthy communication Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, if you're in arguing, you know, try to do these things to diffuse the situation. Like that's fine. And when you're in the room with two people or more, Mm -hmm. it gets very, it's like a, just a very different feel. And so doing relational work really requires relationships to be in front of you. Mm -hmm. Um, talking about it is very different than being in it and And feeling it. It's, I mean, it's, it's really amazing because when I work with clients, um, you use a lot of your energy, but you also mm-hmm. get uh, fed in totally. a way from from these stories, mm-hmm. and that's what fascinates me about what I do as well. Is like mm-hmm. I feel like my premise is I'm going to teach you how to eat, mm-hmm. but it's like no, I'm going to help you understand your life and how to live. Yeah, and it's so beautiful when you know that somebody is 
open to sharing mm-hmm. their life and they're respecting you to hold that space for them. Absolutely. I, I feel this way about all of my clients. It's like I learn so much and when like I don't I think that I know a lot about relationships but you never position yourself as a therapist in any type of hierarchical manner like I don't not an expert of you you Mm -hmm. are you know it's like I know relationships well and I I know language and I know how to talk and challenge people and like connect and all of that that's that's part of I guess my gift if you will but I I think about it as here we are, we just know, we just know different, right? We're both experts in this space, but we just know different. I know no more than you and you know no more than me. Mm-hmm. It's just different, right? And so you are bringing your life to me. I'm bringing my experience to you as a client. You know, like that's, that's the beautiful space. And it's like, I learn so much from my clients. I take away so much from them. And it's such an honor to like share that space with them. It is totally a give and take yes. and equal relationship. And as it should be, I feel like mm-hmm. and people may have an idea about what a therapist is or an experience mm-hmm. of what a therapist is in a, a very kind of cold mm-hmm. environment, very systematic, and you yeah. go and you repeat your story over and over again, mm-hmm. and there's no intimacy mm-hmm. in the session, which I feel is something that you, when you share in workshops mm-hmm. or the work that you do, you do set that space of we're safe here mm-hmm. and we're not going to repeat things over and over again. Like when we did that workshop, I remember you just kept repeating kind of keywords mm-hmm. and then having people share and communicate. I came up to you and I said, what if my anger is something that happened a long time ago? And you said, you can forgive that mm-hmm. as well. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I can just forgive it and move on. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. have to keep repeating my own story yeah it was like I, I think you asked me to write a letter mm. um to it was a my I was angry at my dad uh-huh. and I've since had the conversation with him and you're like just write a letter mm-hmm. and forget forgive and move on I was like oh okay. <laughs> yeah I mean, like sometimes it's that simple and you know other times it's it's more complex but I yeah I mean I think it's that when we're clinging, I, I've been yes. on this kick of like clinging and letting go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's perfect timing, but you know, clinging keeps us in our suffering yes. and we need to pay attention to that, which we're clinging to because it's asking for that attention, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we're clinging, but we're clinging in the same way, right? It's always about something. We have to change the way, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm clinging in the same way. Well, there's something there, right? I, it wants our attention, what, wherever it is that we're storing our anger or whatever the moment if there's a trauma or if there's an event or an experience that's that's there you know we need to give it attention mm-hmm. and then from there we can release the clinging right the second that we release and let go and accept and yes. um, really like heal with ourselves we don't always need the other person yeah right? that's the beauty of it and that's yeah. I think that's what struck me because I, I was um, somehow I picked up the idea mm-hmm. that the other person has to be involved yeah. for you to be able to digest and move mm-hmm. on from a situation. And it's like, no, you can make do with your feelings yep. and what you're doing and everything can. And mm-hmm. I, I do feel it's interesting because when you met, when you talk about that, sometimes we tend to identify with these things we're hanging on to. And there's mm-hmm. maybe a little fear of letting it go. Well, so who am like, I without this story? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've had that with, you know, 
many clients before will say, will can get to a point where they're like, whoa, I don't know who I am without this story, right? This is this is part of the story that I present. Or you know, if we've had something very something very difficult in our lives, so, you know, we share that with people, and people respond to that. And oh my gosh, I can't believe that you had to go through something like that. Like, what happens if that's not the story that I have to lead with anymore? You know, it's mm-hmm. a really interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Like, what happens with if I actually heal in this space, or I I release the clinging to something, and then like, who am I on the other side of that? How do I get to know this person? Mm-hmm. Right? How do I live and exist in this world without that story being front and center, without that energy wrapped around that story being front and center? Yes. It's a different concept. Right? We don't know how to integrate into that space because we've always, in some ways, over-identified yes. with a... Um, like a, a story of suffering. Yes. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it, I don't think it does it any service to call, sometimes we call these shadows. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, we, mm-hmm. I know we both love Jungian yeah. theory and philosophies, but the fact that some, t- some of these behaviors and these attachments mm-hmm. are called a shadow mm-hmm. and a shadow is kind of dark. Mm-hmm. When to me, when you identify that part of you, mm-hmm. you're just putting the light on it. Yeah. So it's, it's not, calling it a shadow it's like okay now I'm going to put a little flashlight or a little sunlight uh-huh. and see that part of me and see what I can do with it yeah. as opposed to oh yeah I know I do that and I know I am that way and that's what it, it is right and that's it. I always say like move it into the light yes. you know move it into the light and when we do that that's where we get to actually touch it and feel it and, and move with it and start to, sh- mm-hmm. to shift it mm-hmm. but if we just oh that's my story that's my story that's my story yes. then we are we're leaving it in the dark and we're not giving it an opportunity to transform and shift mm-hmm. and move which is what we want yes. to be doing it's, in, it's yeah. so fascinating because I, I do find there's a thread between all the women I've been speaking to mm-hmm. lately when something that happens in their childhood mm-hmm. in some way or another, directly or indirectly, inspires them to do the sure. work they're doing today. Yeah. And for, for myself, in our family, we are doing our best to mm-hmm. raise our children to be people that are aware and conscious and own their shit, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. But... You know, you were you went through what some consider a very traumatic experience, mm-hmm. which is a parent's divorce. My story didn't mm-hmm. end well with my parents, and they don't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that shaped me in ways of me wanting to help people in other ways. But yours is so specific. Mm-hmm. Like, you saw that in front of you, and yeah. you were like, I don't want to do that, mm-hmm. and I don't want, you know, anybody else mm-hmm. to go through that. And I think it's just so beautiful because... You're, you're saving relationships, you're saving mm-hmm. people, and like you said, even if, if there's an end inside, at least you get to understand yourself and you'll get to understand relationships in general, which are so complex. Yeah, I mean, I, I put, I, I want to put it all in everybody else's hands, right? Like, I do see it as everyone else being able to, quote unquote, like, save themselves. I think for me, it's that there's information that our society maybe hasn't spoken about as Mm -hmm. openly and I want to be able to give that information and talk openly about that with people so that people can can figure it out for themselves you know and and that's part of the like it's why 
you know, it's why I'm so committed and dedicated to this work. And it's why, you know, having, you know, having a large platform is so important at this point, because I get to write about things that people can then think about Mm -hmm. all over the world, you know, like that you can just think about and consider and you can offer a thought, you can offer a question to ask yourself. And then people can sit with that and start to, you know, toss it around in their mind and um, bring it forward in their relationships. But we for the most part, don't know, truly yes. know what goes into healthy relationships. Right? We're told, we're given this like fairy tale story, mm-hmm. you know, from the get-go. And that's a very hard story for, yes. I mean, that story does not really exist for most people, right? Like, I mean, uh, for 99.9%. Yeah. And I've, I, you're absolutely right. It's either you're presented with this fairy tale yeah. idea or what your reality is the opposite sure. or distorted or sideways yeah. or, you know. But that you, even when it's distorted and sideways and not that, you're still given the idea yeah. that by this age and by this, yes. it's going to look this way. But your parents were just throwing things at each other or, your, you yeah. know, or this or they got the divorce yeah. or they're this, you know, and you're like, well, okay, how did all those things merge? Yes. <laughs> how, yeah. Wait, what? You know, and, and so you, you don't as a child, right, as a teenager, my gosh, we don't know what to do mm-hmm. in that space. And so then we, the self-blame and the criticism and the mm-hmm. self-hatred and all of those things when we don't accomplish yes. <laughs> you know what what society deems fit for us or yes. what our parents um, our families deem fit for us um, and that's you know, that's generally when people start to come into therapy. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, all right, yeah. I'm hidden this month, you know, right? Like something's, yeah. I'm dealing with my stuff now. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's so important and it's, it absolutely is what drives sort of the intensity behind me to, you know, speak out into the world, like truly what is grounded and centered. I think there's a lot of bypassing that can go on yes. in this world too. Um, and you know, that's, that's not what I'm about. This is all about centered, grounded work that actually allows us to have healthy, functional relationships with ourselves and with others. Mm-hmm. You know? And I mean, that's so beautiful because if you feel grounded in yourself, mm-hmm. which is the number one relationship you yeah. should have with anybody before you have a relationship with, uh, partner, mm-hmm. children, anybody, you have to have a relationship with yourself. And actually I was thinking about that this morning I have a ton of things now happening mm-hmm. at the same time. And I went to my self-care. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I know that there are a few things that keep me grounded. My meditation mm-hmm. practice, dry brushing my skin. For some reason, it just makes me feel my body. I almost skipped on my workout and I was like, no, because I know that's going to put me in my body. Um, but we tend to put them to the side and keep going, going, going. And the more you pile on, you know, school, work, partners, Mm -hmm. marriages, children, the more we put ourselves in the back burner. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is absolutely accurate. Mm -hmm. You have to have a grounding and you you should seek people that give you the tools Mm -hmm. so that you can ground yourself. Not nobody that you depend on to do it for you, but it's these people that can give you the tools so that you know it's like, okay, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. what what do I have to do now to ground myself in this moment so that I can actually keep moving forward? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's amazing because, you know, not only parents, we we always, I feel like we always see our parents as these weird Mm grownups. Like we never got to see their Mm -hmm. childhood and their growing up and the stories we know about ourselves. Like we know ourselves pretty well most of the time. Uh 
But our parents are just these poor, weird <laughs> grown-ups that we keep blaming for stuff. And we don't know their backstories. But if people would learn in school some kind of emotional identity or digesting emotions. I know in my children's school now they have these... Um, emotional meters mm. which I think it's optional that public schools can either participate in the program or not uh -huh. and every day if they're feeling a little funky they leave these um, uh, like slide cards in certain oh. areas and they can identify if I, they're feeling ignored or angry and I was like wow that's great that is and yeah. when they come home they have these sheets where they do their writing and their numbers mm -hmm. and on the corner it said, uh, how did you feel today? And they have to make a face. So sometimes a sad face. No. Might, and, but then you can talk to them yeah. when That's they come great. home. And I think everybody should have that. 100%. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a great tool to get us to connect with, with kids and for kids to connect with themselves and then to be able to open up the dialogue with their parent. Going back to what you were saying about, you know, our parents, I think that there's something really special in doing an interview process with, with your parents if uh -huh. they're still here. Um, because it's, there's a, there's a need to see our parents as children. Mm -hmm. It's really important to remember that they were also kids at one point and they were part of a family system um, at, in a different position than the way that we generally identify them. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, there is a sense of compassion and empathy that can come forward because you see them as, as, a, as a child, as a kid who also went through something. Um, and so if you, you know, ask, if you set up, you know, an interview with them to just ask them about their childhood. Yes. You know, what was it like growing up? Tell me about your mom. You know, what were the, what was the good and what were the parts that were difficult for you um, about her? Or what, what did your parents do when they fought? Um, you know, just sort of asking some of those questions to, to get a feel for what shaped and framed their world. You know, and there's some there's something really beautiful about that experience where it really just connects us and brings us into that same shared space. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I would encourage people to to that. do that. I'm going to do yeah. that. I think my mom would go for it. My dad probably not. No, <laughs> my mom uh -huh. would definitely because it it is so true. They have their own stories. Totally. And you know, I read this article recently, and it was a little bit sad for me, even though for this person it worked. But it was this woman and. She had to choose to cut all contact with her mother mm -hmm. um, because they just didn't have a, a healthy relationship. Yeah. But in reading it, I was like, oh, maybe if they would have spoken a little bit more about it, mm -hmm. regardless, that was her, her choice. But I think that's a really interesting idea mm -hmm. to do is try to, now that you're a grown-up, speaking to another grown-up, mm -hmm. let's, you know, reverse it. If yeah. you know... The tool, if you have the tools, yeah. how can you reverse that and get to know where they're coming from? Yeah, you just get to know their world differently. I remember wanting to just learn about the different decades. You know, tell uh -huh. me about you know this zero to ten, and then ten to twenty, and twenty to thirty. You know, and just like let me, I want to know what it was yes. like for you. You know, I wanna, I want to have these stories and and be able to connect to them and. Um, yeah, I, I would absolutely recommend it and encourage it. And, you know, there is, obviously there are certain relationships that are toxic or that have been ended and, um, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily have to open those up. But oftentimes even with a, um, 
like a relationship that feels a little bit stuck when when you're interviewing someone um it's just it's just about them mm-hmm. you know and so oftentimes that space isn't a space that's going to cause conflict right if you're worried you know it's just about them sharing a story you know you're not talking about your relationship with them you know you're talking about just what it was like for them growing up and so it can be it can sometimes be a, a safe place yes. for people even if um, I guess the, the key would be to let them talk yeah. let them speak right. and uh, tr- not try to but you know yeah, but yeah. you but yeah. tell is like Open, them, open yeah. the, the space and let them yeah. share. It's so funny. I have this image of you as a little kid, uh-huh. like talking to people, talking to your friends, like, tell me about it. Totally. Yeah, I know. I know. From a pretty early age, I think I was, I was definitely a person who um, people would come to. Yeah. yeah. And just a curious little kid. Yes. <laughs> I'm t- totally not in line with what we're talking about but your name where is yeah. it from because it's such a beautiful name and it's it has this power to it oh yeah. thank you um so my mom lived in vienna for uh-huh. um, 13 years so after university she moved first to germany for a year and then she moved to austria uh-huh. and she was there um working as a translator at the egyptian yeah. embassy very cool um and then my parents got engaged in vienna Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, when I was a kid, I was not a fan of the name because uh-huh. it was so different. And I grew up, um, in a time with when there weren't as many different mm-hmm. names. Yes. Um, but now I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I've loved it for a very yeah, long time. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's like, it's a country, but your uh-huh. parents yeah, were yeah. there. You're it's like the like, beginning of their love story yeah. and. Yeah. And you carry, which is a lot of weight to carry, but at the same time, it's really beautiful. Yeah. It's, a, it's a story of transformation. Yes. <laughs> right? Their <Yeah>. love story. <laughs> right? Going from uh, something beautiful to something not so beautiful to something that's okay now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do. I love the name. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I know that um, you also share your life with somebody that does similar work, yeah. right? Yeah. But more male-geared. Yeah, so Connor is, primarily works with men mm-hmm. um, and truly does the most magical men's work I've ever, I've ever seen someone do. Um, he, he's incredible. He really mm-hmm. is. And it's, it's powerful. You know, I, I obviously work with, with men also, um, but... But I think that there is something powerful that can happen in the space that that Connor holds for for men, and I get to see him work. Um, you know, when we do the couples retreats, yes. and they, you know, it's just it's it's so incredible to have a grounded man um, doing that work. Yeah. And it's beautiful, a man that it, it owns his power in a different way. Yeah. It's not the typical. Mm-hmm. what we identify as being masculine or manly mm-hmm. is actually no I, I can hold space for people and mm-hmm. I can get people to open up and help them mm-hmm. resolve which is the feminine masculine feminine yeah he moves in that space so 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 well and he is so strong and so grounded I remember the first because I was I am very in my masculine when it comes to like certainly with work um and I can, I can sort of move in that energy with, with certain things. But, um, I remember when we first started dating, uh, 
like his his masculine overpowered mind uh-huh. and it was like stop you know and which was amazing because it was the first time I think in a relationship where I felt like I could drop into the feminine safely yeah you know and that was really really cool to feel this like very strong grounded solid masculine in in a man um and I didn't need to hold that space anymore yes you know which was really cool because I think a lot of times we go to that space for self-protection mm-hmm. um especially as women um you know when we have to get super direct and clear and like you know yes. all of that energy is like that's us protecting and um <laughs> like getting real serious yeah. with another person <laughs> um and so to have that be like you know and I remember just being like okay <laughs> like yes. you know sort of folding in and be like oh 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 all right uh-huh. yeah um yeah, so it's it's an honor to, like, one, walk this life with him um, and an honor to see him do the work that he does and see, like, just how men really... Because he does a lot of the shadow work. Yes. Yeah, so it's just so much of, like, light on that stuff, right? Like, just mm-hmm. shed that light on it, bring it forward, we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And especially because we know that... Uh, in our world for a very long time, men have been told to hide that stuff, to not talk about that stuff. Um, and now we have a bit of a shift, I think happening where more men are accepting and willing to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. It's beautiful. You wrote the most beautiful passage in your, I mean, by the way, whoever, listens to this episode has to follow your Instagram account because every day there's something either oh my god that's so beautiful or like holy shit that's exactly how Mm -hmm. I feel or like oh my god you're right I'm gonna (laughs) do that you know Uh and it's it's just this wisdom that comes Mm -hmm. through and every day you spark something Mm -hmm. but I remember recently you wrote it was so beautiful Mm -hmm. what you wrote and I read uh, there were so many comments and people were like oh my god yes and I think it's so beautiful when a man can hold that space mm-hmm. and not make you go into your feminine in a small way, mm-hmm. but actually in an empowering way. Mm-hmm. Because like you were saying, in this life, mm-hmm. in the modern times we live in, especially if you're a working woman, even if you're a stay-at-home mom, you mm-hmm. have to go to your masculine just to kind of structure your day. Mm-hmm. Like if you stay in your feminine so mu- too much, Things get a little jumbled, sure. which is beautiful, but you have to constantly go mm-hmm. into both and yeah, yeah uh-huh. that space, and uh, you know it's it's very easy for that space to become smaller, yeah, as opposed to be. I own my womanhood. That's right. I think that we are you talking about the post about him moving. It was something about you sharing your life with this yeah. beautiful man. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that when we give feedback it is expansive feedback. And so that post was about, you know, Connor having lived in Vancouver the last 12 years. And then, you know, he has spent a ton of time in New York in the last, you know, two and a half years, but, um, that he was really sort of closing down that chapter in Vancouver. We're getting married in April and, um, thank you. And, and, Although I know the big transition that it has taken over the last many years to be here and, you know, all of the flights and all of that and the shifts in the, in, in his 
you know, in his world, you know, there was a, I was, I missed it. You know, I missed that him really closing down Vancouver and not really having a home base there anymore. Mm-hmm. It was really significant. And I think what you're saying about, you know, somebody being able to bring something forward, not in a shaming way, but in a way that just expands into a conversation that needs to be had is something that's so important within relationships, you know, and so when he was, he shared with me after a reflection, after a meditation, you know, just, how much emotion he was feeling about not having home base in Vancouver anymore. Mm -hmm. And even though we are like fully sharing in the excitement of um, like wedding planning and, you know, seeing, seeing marriage in, you know, a couple of months that there's also a grieving that happens too. And I think that that's true. Like that's true for all of us, right? For his, it was a lot around, um, leaving home base and leaving a place that he called home. Um, sometimes for women, it's a grieving of your last name or, you know, if that's something that you're shifting or, you know, this individual identity, whatever. Like, there's a lot of shifts that take place. And what was so beautiful about the way that he brought it up was not like, how could you miss this? You've been, you know, you've been so self, you know, it was none of that. It was just, hey, I'm realizing that I'm feeling this and I haven't been like naming it as Mm -hmm. much as I've needed to. Like it's a thing, you know, and it's big. And it was like, oh, great. You know, like it's this invitation, right? As opposed to this criticism of not being a good partner. You know, it's an invitation to actually like, oh, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. And and then from there we were able to have really beautiful moments when I was in Vancouver this last weekend to just, you know, like, like close it yes. in a, in a really lovely way and it's you know it's still something that needs to be talked about yeah. but i think for me when i share some of that stuff with with people you know with the public it's it's about sharing it from a grounded place not in the mess not in the chaos right it's about sharing something that i think people can take with them that they cuz i had so many people say oh my gosh like this is so important i didn't think about it my partner's moving or this or that like these are the transitions and i need to be thinking about the other person's perspective mm-hmm. and so when you can share about your own life in a way that actually gives people an opportunity to expand theirs, that is beautiful. Sharing the mess is not what therapists ever do, right? And there's an ethical code, you know, like no one is supposed to, um, it's interesting language, right? Nobody's supposed to take care of us. Um, But essentially no one is supposed to help us in that space, right? Mm -hmm. Like our job is to be grounded and clear and then be able to present. So I don't present a mess. I present the this there was a mess and this is where we got to and here now you can have something that you can take away and maybe integrate into your own lives yes you know no that's that's amazing and um it's I feel like I see you going into your marriage with not only like your stuff your physical stuff Mm -hmm. but like this little bag of like tools (laughs) tools <laughs> totally yeah <laughs> these are my here are my shoes here are my uh-huh. books and here are my relationships <laughs> that's it yeah yeah like you guys are ready and you spoke about that beautiful retreat mm-hmm. you host in the dominican republic which mm-hmm. sounds incredible and yeah. the first the, the space oh, is ridiculous so gorgeous so what do you do there in case somebody's interested yeah yeah so we <laughs> we it's a it's a little bit different than um than your traditional therapy. It's a lot of hands-on somatic work. Um, And so there's 
a handful of couples, generally between like four and six, so it's a small group, um, for four nights, mm-hmm. um, four nights, five days, and it's a really, really deep work. Um, it's a lot of healing trauma and moving through um, the things that are blocking couples from being super connected, super intimate, um, and having this like strong sense of togetherness. And what's so beautiful about group work for me is that you know, there's at, at most times there will be two people working literally on a mat in front of everyone, mm-hmm. um, which can sound super intimidating. <laughs> Everybody's like, okay, I'm out of here. Um, but what's so beautiful about it is that all of the other people are sort of wrapped around watching and Usually when you're doing this type of work, therapy, like you're on the, you're in the hot seat. Um, and being in the hot seat is important and it's necessary work, but we don't get a chance to witness other people. Yes. And when you witness other people, you will always identify with something that is going on. Even if the content and material is different, like what's going on in their lives is different than what's going on in your life, but how somebody responds or someone's hurt or how they're not being understood, like you get to see yourself and you also get to see your partner and someone else mm-hmm. without the spotlight being on you. And there's a very different experience that happens in that space when you can witness without needing to feel defensive um, or shut down because a lot of times when you're asked to do some of that work that's where the body wants to close mm-hmm. off it's where the mind wants to close off but if you're watching another couple do it if there's an openness of like oh oh yeah oh that's where I am or I feel the same way as, as he does or you know and that type of work is so powerful and to have the support of other couples in that space is so beautiful it's incredible these types of events where you the people are so connected and, and intimate with each other so quickly, you know, and it just happens, yes. you know, it, it literally, it just happens. You're so connected and it's probably because you're revealing your like full intimate lives yeah. in front of them pretty early on. I feel like it's like if you put, once you put your toe in, you're yeah. like, I might like, as well I'm just in. jump in. Here it all. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's like, here it all is. But it's, it's truly some of the most special work. It's a lot of um, hands-on, uh, women supporting the women, men, like, it just in that space where you have people, I mean, it's interesting, right, like, where you can lit physical support, yes. holding up, having a conversation with, you know, you, the people that you've just met, holding your hand, or, you know, back-to-back with you, holding your back up, whatever it is, like, there's so much power in that space, and then not to mention how beautiful it is, <laughs> and, like, the exercise, and the amazing food, and just yes. all of that, but... Which makes it even more, it's yeah. like, okay, if I'm going to feel like a puddle of shit for a couple of days and then come out <laughs> yeah. on the other side, I might as well be somewhere beautiful. in paradise. Yeah. So, you know, I, in closing, I want to just ask mm-hmm. you a few of your self-care yeah. routines, um, but I'm a big advocate for mental health mm-hmm. and mental hygiene, even mm-hmm. though that sounds very strange yeah. to say, like, like dental it. hygiene. Yeah. But to me, that's a form of self-care. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a bunch of different people that help me out in different capacities. I have workouts that help me, mm-hmm. not only physically, but mentally. But to me, having feeling that my mind is grounded, mm-hmm. feeling that I have, I have places to go where I can open up mm-hmm. and clean some stuff up and then continue to move on, I encourage everybody to consider that as part of their self-care. Yeah. Self-care is not just what we do mm-hmm. for the body, but... This is a huge part. So you give so much. What do you do to mm-hmm. to keep yourself grounded? Yeah. So um, working out for me is really important. I grew up as an athlete. I played sports in university. Um, I've always been 
um, a fan of movement and have needed it. And so, yeah, I have a pretty good routine with I love boxing and mm-hmm. I love the class, which we've talked about already today. Um, and so, yeah, moving my body like as much as I can uh, throughout the week is, is a must. And there's a few few classes that are like always in this time <laughs> slot that I'm yeah. like, this is where I go to yeah. always. Um, and then I also do um, a massage uh, foot and body every week at this place nice. that's like this little hole in the wall and it's incredible because it's like $45 for an uh-huh. hour massage and like $30 <laughs> for an hour foot massage and it's incredible and Alice is amazing uh-huh. <laughs> Alice is who I go to every single yeah. week um and yeah so that feel that's very restful and I've been trying to actually like actually read books <laughs> go That's figure my resolutions. yeah like actually read books and take some time to just sit um there's a lot of like connor and i will do um like forehead to forehead and um just breathe with each other which is really restorative I love um that. we'll also do something i want you to know is and just use that as like a sentence stem where we'll be able to, it doesn't even have to be about our relationship, but it can just be about what's happening in life. Something I want you to know is this, and you just say it, and the other person says, thank you. Um, so just to have these moments, I've been putting so much investment into like my bed and like that, just like <laughs> yes. sleep and having the most yes. amazing space there. And I recently got a humidifier, <laughs> which is life changing <laughs> for my breathing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's like the space I'm a, I'm introverted. Um, and I really, really like my, um, alone time and individual space and, and coziness and my nooks and a little bit of routine. And we have a dog who's incredible and just like spending time with him and being at the park, like being out in nature, like as much as possible. Those are the things that definitely restore. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I just feel super blessed cause I have a partner who like, at the end of the day, there's so much connection that happens there that I'm not generally seeking for so much out, like outside mm-hmm. of that. It's like, I feel good with me. I feel really good with him. We have routines and, um, like routines in place that do ground and do all of the things that I crave. And, and so it feels, it feels really good. You That's know? beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You cook together. I've seen you cook yeah, together. Yeah, we've done, we've done lives, Instagram lives, cooking together. Yeah, we cook together. We'll work out. But we also like we also do a lot of this stuff individually as well. Like not every workout, yes. you know, we don't we have one workout that we go to on the weekends always together. Um, but otherwise there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of individual space, but we're always we are always connected, you know, and that is super restorative. That's beautiful yeah. because it's like the relationship is part of the self-care. It is. It's like, it, that's such a beautiful yeah. way of saying it, truly. Like, I think you just nailed it, is that my relationship truly is a part of my self-care. And I, I don't, like, he is so good at knowing me and seeing me and understanding. And um, I don't. There's not a whole lot like that I crave outside of, mm-hmm. of that. And it's, it's healthy, you know, it's not in a, there's no like codependent energy in that space. It's, it's just, just healthy. Yeah. And I think it's something for people to look for yeah. to, in, in, in our relationship. It's, we, we tend to look at other things, mm-hmm. but that feeling of, oh, I have enough with this person yeah. and they understand me and I feel safe with them mm-hmm. and they hold me and mm-hmm. they make me feel 
bigger like yeah. I, I can expand th- th- those are the like if you would scrape it down totally. that's what really counts yeah so thank you so much for sharing you are such an incredible human being Aww. and you've helped me in so many ways in so many levels um if somebody wanted to find you mm-hmm. for either individual couple retreats yeah. yeah so everything is at new york couples um Instagram is mindful MFT as in marriage family therapy but yeah both of those spaces is where you can pretty much find everything that yeah. you're looking for um, yeah we have the webinar we have the understanding women webinar coming up um, on February 18th um, I don't know if this will be out before then but um, we'll have the recording available too so yeah there's there's some fun stuff and yeah New York is where a lot of the events take place and so hopefully if people are around here listening, yeah. we'll see them at, uh, at a new event this yes. year. For sure. Yeah. And I'll put all that info and it should be out before then. So if you Perfect. listen to this, sign up for, yes. for the <laughs> webinar. So thank you. Yes. Thank you for everything. You're beautiful and amazing. And I love how introverts come out as extroverts mm-hmm. because I would not think you were an introvert. Total introvert. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Vienna. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more, please visit my website, paolaatlason.live, and you can also find us on Instagram at paola.atlason. Sending you so much love, and thank you.